As a major research institution, Arizona State University offers the most online bachelor's degree programs, along with world-class faculty and dedicated support. Discover why ASU is ranked number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Tap to learn more. Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris, and special shout out and thank you to the newsstand studio here at Rock Center in New York City. This is week four of the That's What He Said series brought to you by our very own Patreon community. Now, whether you've listened to one episode of the podcast or all hundred plus of them, I would love to invite you to support the Refined Collective podcast financially. For as little as $5 a month, you can support what we're up to, help us keep our lights on, pay our team, get episodes out and edited to you on a weekly basis. So if you would like to learn more about that and join the community of people who are linking arms with us to make the Refined Collective a reality, go to patreon.com slash the Refined Collective. Now, last week on the That's What He Said series, we had Passion City Church Atlanta worship leader, Jeff Johnson, unpacking how to create a culture of honor and dating. So if you haven't listened to it, Listen to this one first and then go back into the archives. This week is another conversation from the archives that actually never got published. It's my conversation with LA actor, Matt Jones. I asked Matt the top 15 questions that single women ask me all the time. Now here's why you're gonna wanna pay particular attention to what he's saying here. He's our oldest single dude in this series coming in hot in his late 30s. And one of the reasons I really wanted to talk with Matt specifically is because he's actually in a place where he is actively pursuing dating and ready to settle down, get married. He wants children. He's ready to be a dad. And oftentimes we talk to guys about dating and ask them questions and their perspectives when they're actually in no place to settle down. So Matt's perspective is unique because he's ready for a relationship. Now, fun fact, since we recorded this conversation, he got in and is still in a seriously committed relationship. So ladies, I think it's safe to say you're going to want to listen to his dating advice. All right, let's get to it. All right, welcome to another episode of the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris, and we are continuing the Dude Series podcast where I am interviewing men from all over the United States, asking them the top questions that you, women from all over the world, have been sending me for the last year. So I am so excited to continue this conversation. And honestly, if if I had been the only person listening to these answers and conversations, it feels impactful to my heart. So I hope it is encouraging and challenging and shaping to you as well. Um, so yeah, it's just been super fun. So with that being said, I'm so grateful, Matt Jones, <laughs> that you are in the house today. In the hot seat, more like, man, you're in the, hot to, seat. You're in the hot seat. I'm excited. Are you ready for that? <laughs> I'm so ready. I was born ready. Well, not really, because I ready. needed some dating experience, but now I'm ready. Now I'm real ready. <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like our journey to this podcast recording mm-hmm. is a worthy one. Oh, like, yeah. 
I mean, how long have you been trying to schedule this? Well, like at least two months. And it's funny because we're like opposite schedules. We're on opposite sides of the country. We're opposite genders. We're opposite like in every way possible. And yet Mm. here we are. We made it happen. And yet here we are. I almost feel like I feel like this is metaphorical for a relationship. Like I was like, man, Matt is just he's going all in and he is committed. Yes. And we are gonna make this interview happen. And there were times where I didn't think it was gonna work out. And I was totally. like, Matt, should we just call a spade a spade? And you're like, No, no, we got this. Oh, I love that. I just was so honored when you asked me to, you know, ask to talk with me about dating. And it's so interesting to me in that. There are women out there, these wonderful, beautiful women who are uh, just looking for advice and looking for um, a little direction. And man, if I could be any part of that, even in a small way, I am so for it. So I'm super excited and thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad we persevered. Yes. So I'm just believing that God's going to really use this interview because it was really hard to make it. 100%. So before I get started, who are you and who in the heck am I talking to? (laughs) And like, tell me a little about your life, what you're up to, all the things, your relationship status, are you online dating, Mm, all the things. All the things. Um, Yeah, I'll give you my elevator pitch. Matt Jones grew up in the Bay Area. Uh, My dad was a pastor, come from a family of, uh, you know, four kids. Uh, We're all super tight, big family guy. I am. We're still all really tight. We, um, all live down in Southern California now. I currently reside in LA, but my family's in San Diego. Um, I am out here pursuing my um, fortune in the acting industry. Uh, I got the bug when I was very young. Well, I remember watching The Wizard of Oz the first time and watching the Scarecrow do his thing. And I was like, that's something I want to be a part of. So oh, I've been pursuing that passion ever since. Um, my other passion being... Um, service to the Lord. I know it sounds super cheesy when people say that, but no, it's, it's like, I'm an Enneagram too. So I'm a helper anyway. So I'm always looking for opportunities to serve the Lord. So, um, I've been at a church here in LA for years and years and years, um, doing youth ministry, um, leading mission trips all over the world. Uh, love, uh, young adults ministry, men's ministry. I mean, there's so many different opportunities, but, um, and then any daily things, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm always the guy that they call to take to the airport and to help him move. And I asked a friend once, I was like, why do people keep calling me to ask him to move? And he goes, because you pick up the phone and you say yes. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right, cool. Well, this is definitely gifting. Because <laughs> I, I didn't think I would have the spiritual gift of moving, but I guess that's that's part of my hey, journey. Do you have a truck? Because uh, then you really have it. I don't, but I'm good at Tetris. Really good at Tetris, which is, is vital in, in the moving moments. Were you a Boy Scout? No, I wasn't a Boy Scout. Wow. I was actually very, very non-Boy Scoutish. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm making up for lost time now um, by putting myself out and out into the world and traveling a lot. And you know, I love hikes and camping and all those things. But man, that's what I do a lot. That's um, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm sure all of you women are thinking, "Wow, it's the perfect guy. Is he single?" Sure, I am. <laughs> Uh, well, it's because I'm not perfect. Um, you know, I have things that I'm working on, on like everybody else, but, um, still enjoying the dating, um, scene. I think my, obviously as I've gotten older, my intentions and priorities have changed. So, but right now I think God's really put on my heart to pursue family. 
Um, my family is growing and it's been so beautiful and I love it. Um, but I think for me, my, in my own desire, my own heart, I would love to have a partner to share this life with, to build, build Christ's kingdom with, to wife, and then um, to be a dad. I've always wanted to be a dad, so much so that that's what I do for my career. I'm a commercial actor and 90% of the commercials I make, I play a dad. Uh, you know, uh, they're like, you seem safe. Yeah, exactly. They're like, yeah, you seem like, you know, you just love to wrestle with children and play catch with, you know, your son and, you know, take your daughter to soccer practice. And that's what I do. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to those moments as hard as I know they'll Mm -hmm. be sometimes on getting Mm -hmm. up early Saturday morning. But yeah, that's the, that is a desire of my heart. So I trust the Lord that, that will happen. Um, but his, as we know, his timing is not ours. So I'm just trying to be patient. Never done the online dating thing. Luckily, um, okay. I have a really big community. Um, and I always will, you know, rely on the um, faithfulness of my friends to keep a lookout for me. I've gotten some okay. really good setups. So I'm a huge right. fan of setups. Oh, um, they've yes. been so good to me. So Met some incredible women, um, none that uh, I can call my own, but um, still looking for that and being patient in that. So that's kind of me. I love that you brought up setups because I, on Instagram stories this week, was talking about setups and I was asking people, do you like setups? Have you ever had a successful setup? What is your biggest struggle or objection Mm. about setups Mm. and it like broke the internet in my little (laughs) neck of the woods i was like oh my gosh everyone has so much to say about this yes and so i'm super curious your experience so i kind of got these several answers out of the hundreds of women that Mm -hmm. were responding and one was a shame at not being able to meet someone on their own so it was almost like a lot of women felt like a failure or desperate and needy oh, that wow. they quote unquote needed to reach out to other people to have them set them up. Mm. So there's that. Love to know your thoughts. Okay. And then two, a fear of it not working out. So not even being willing to ask for a setup because what if it didn't work out? What if it's awkward? What if their friends are disappointed? Mm. Um, so, so much fear fear and shame in that narrative. And I was, I was so surprised by it because the way I view dating is dating is stepping off a curb, not a cliff. And so I'm like, you're just getting to know another person. But (laughs) I, I felt, oh my gosh, like there's a lot of like real pain here and insecurity and shame. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to know your thoughts about that because it sounds like you've had some pretty good setups. Yeah, really good setups. Um, yeah, I'm so sorry to hear that. I, I, I'm, I'm with you or I, enjoy dating because even if I go on a bad date, you still have an opportunity to share a conversation with another human and get to know someone. And there's always something you can learn within that experience. And I say that genuinely because at first I was like, oh gosh, if it's going to be bad, I don't want to go on it. But now I'm kind of like, bad dates help us grow. They kind of teach Mm -hmm. us what we like and what we don't like and what's good for us and what's not. Um, And it's always kind of fun, right? When you like, Mm -hmm. when you're in the midst of a date, you're like, this isn't going very well. And you're like, (laughs) thinking to yourself, well, well, let's ride it out. Let's see what we can do. Maybe we could just, and it kind of almost helps you, at least it helps me relax a little bit. And I'm kind of like, well, the stakes are low on this one. But I think maybe some of the, um, yeah, some of the stress that comes from dating is is feeling like when you go out with someone, you have to marry them. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like going to be your spouse. And I'm like, 
for me, I kind of approach it as, um, you know, this is just getting to know someone on a genuine level, trying to connect with another human, which we all need human connection, right? So at the very least, um, and then it helps if you're attracted to them and then you kind of take it from there. Um, the shame thing is, is a tough one. Cause I always feel like shame and fear comes from, um, some kind of insecurity we're feeling. Right. And mm-hmm. if we're truly centered in Christ, I'm hoping that you know we can overcome some of that stuff. But I think that, um, for me, at least I, instead of looking at it like, Oh gosh, I have to have someone help me on this process. Look at it as man, my reach is limited. See, mm-hmm. I, I live in a city of millions of people. You know, I, I don't have uh, the the capacity with all the things that I'm pursuing, my job, my career, the ministry that I'm doing. I don't even have the the reach to reach out to a lot of outer circles with that are not within my own. And you lose a lot of opportunity in that. Other mm-hmm. churches, other groups, other interest groups, um, all the things that we aren't able to go to that we try to go to. We're missing out on these potential um, amazing people we could go out with um, mm-hmm. just because we're not there. But our friends and family are in these circles and they meet these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a, it's actually like a, a compliment to have someone call yeah. me and be like, hey, I met this really amazing human and I just thought of you and I think you guys would really hit it off. Mm-hmm. What a cool, <laughs> what a sweet like gesture, first of all, from right. the friend. And second of all, if it, you know, if the person will meet with you, you've eliminated the middleman, you know, you've gotten your, someone you trust already to kind of speak on your behalf. Um, I think that's awesome. I will say this. I do trust guys setting me up more than girls. And (laughs) I I gotta, I gotta say this. I have to put this out there because I think girls, you, your hearts are so wonderful and they're so forgiving. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? To like, but I think guys are a little bit more like, at least to another guy, they'll kind of shoot you straight on what the mm-hmm. deal is, you know, uh, as far as like, you know, personality, attractiveness, those kinds of things. So, mm-hmm. um, when a woman sets me up, I, I, I just, I set my expectations just a slightly lower than when a guy sets me up, I'd be like, okay, cool. All right. Like, <laughs> if, you know, if you say these things, uh, just cause guys sometimes could be a little bit, um, more blunt, maybe I'll put it that so way. So when, you, if you could say, what's the biggest difference? Is it the women that are setting you up are setting you up with someone that you're not as physically attracted to? Is it something personality-wise? What would you say is the biggest difference? Um, yeah, it's both those two things. It's the physical okay. attractiveness. I think guys are a little bit more discerning in that area because girls will be like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. She's so pretty. And I love that, that I think, you know, that's, that's awesome. And yes, everyone is, is pretty, but I think a guy will be, come at you and be like, yeah, everyone is, <laughs> yeah, everyone, you're right. I'm trying to be sensitive here. Everyone is pretty good. And yes. And, and I think, you know, maybe, especially if it's a friend, they see like so much more than just the physical attractiveness, but guys are a little bit more blunt. They'll be like, yeah, she's hot. Dude. Yeah. No, no, no worries. It's like, she's hot. No worries. Don't worry about that. And when a guy says like reassuring. Um, mm-hmm. and then as far as personality goes, once again, it's like, oh my gosh, she's so sweet. Oh my gosh. Like she's so sweet. And then, um, a guy's like, um, she's really, really nice. Uh, not the brightest, but really nice. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. they'll kind of throw it out there in a way where, um, it just, 
I don't know. For me, it just I connect more in that. Maybe and just maybe because we're speaking the same language too. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, guys, yeah. versus girls. So, I mean, that makes sense. I feel like the the space that I I feel like I want to push back a little bit in that sure. is. Um, like we don't know, we don't know about a person. That's true. And I think as women, we cast wider nets in that sense. And I know the, one of the questions I'm going to ask you is do guys develop attraction over time or does it have to be there from the get go? But so to one man, that woman's personality is going to be like, Oh my gosh, I've been waiting for you my whole life. You know, whereas to you, it might be like, that's just not a great fit for me. But I think we just don't know. We don't know until we're in that conversation with a person. I mean, obviously, like, um, if he's like embezzling millions of dollars from the government or a director (laughs) of porn movies, I'm like, yeah, probably like (laughs) not gonna be a great fit. Um, but I guess, I guess for me, I try to stay open in those, even though I, I agree with you that a lot of the women that have set me up on dates, I'm like, they're like, you breathe, he breathes. You guys both take right. pictures. You yeah. guys should have babies. I'm like, well, <laughs> uh, yeah. there needs to be a little bit more than that. Um, I do agree that I've a lot of my setups that have gone poorly have been from women. But I also, I don't know. I guess I'm challenging you and I also challenge myself because mm-hmm. I just think it takes time to get to know a person. Totally. And even I think this is why online dating can be bad is yeah. you're just getting one second looking at a, a one dimensional photo of a person. And when you meet someone in person, you feel their energy. Yes. Who knows? Like you might have something unexpected in common where you totally hit it off. Um, so those are some of my thoughts. I love those thoughts. And I totally 120% agree. Just for some reason, and maybe it, it hasn't, doesn't have to do with those things. The mm-hmm. setups with men have gone a lot better than the yeah. setups with women. So I was just trying to put a, you know, a, an answer to a, a ponder. Totally. Totally. It's, it's super, it's very interactive. interesting to hear yeah. that. Yeah, totally. So, okay. Tell me, you said earlier that over the years, your, your intentions have changed and what sure. you're looking for. Yeah. Um, do you mind asking how old you are? Yeah. 38. 38. Okay. 38 um, feeling great. 38 <laughs> feeling great. Love that. Yeah. So first of all, what would you say, what are you looking for right now in your life? Like what are you ready for marriage? Are you like, ah, I'm still figuring things out. What are you looking for? And how has that changed Sure, over the years? Right now, Matt Jones, this day is ready to settle down with a woman for life. I know. See, I said it. I said it out loud. I put it out. I put it out there for everyone to know. I am ready. I'm looking for a, a spouse, a wife um, to do life with, um, to serve God with, to build a family with, um, was I always as clear and as like, um, intentional as I am now? No, that probably changed around 35 for me. Um, where something just happened uh, as I developed and grew, grew and matured, my priorities changed and my intentions changed. And I was just like, I remember it was like June uh, it was, it was like a, it was the beginning of summer, you know, like three years ago. And I was like, I feel differently. I feel like I really am ready to, to, to go for this, this thing we call, you know, commitment and marriage. And, 
and those things. Um, and, and fully being aware of the advantages and disadvantages of it, because mm. I'll tell you, there's advantages and disadvantages of being single and there's advantages and disadvantages of being married. Uh, and mm. they're both, they're both beautiful. But I think, um, now that I'm, I'm pushing 40, I'm feeling like, okay, cool. I've been wandering in the dating desert for 40 years and now <laughs> I'm ready to go the second half of my life, the next 40 years being in a, you know, uh, a marriage and, uh, pursuing family. And that's been super fun. I think what's changed for me was, is, um, being a, a few things, being out in LA is its own little fun, interesting little beast. Um, just the way people are out here. I think singleness is a lot, um, more accepted, uh, people getting into relationships a lot later in life. Um, you don't feel odd being, you know, not having a family in your thirties. I think in other places in the country, it would be the opposite maybe. Um, but in LA also a lot of people are pursuing their, their dreams or careers or passions, which takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. Um, like music or act, you know, acting or finance or whatever it might be. So people are putting their careers kind of in the front seat and pursuing those things. And I'm guilty of that as well. Um, even at a time it was like ministry. I was putting um, ministry way in the front seat and doing that. And uh, as far as, you know, pursuing a relationship was like very, you know, very much in the trunk <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, at that time. But yeah, like I said, it changed. Uh, a few years ago, you know, and uh, I think I also emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically changed too. So I think that was just part of it, a big maturing process for me. And what does being intentional about that look like for you? It changed the way you date. Um, You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I think for me, I could go out with like, let's say 10 years ago, I could go out with a woman and it could go great and I could sense that this is going to be a really fun relationship. This is going to be a little crazy too. And I might like write it out and kind of like really just be like, eh, you never know. And then, you know, you wake up two months later and you're like having all these feelings. And you're like, I knew in the beginning this wasn't right for me. But I continue to pursue it anyway. Because we're out here, we're having fun and we're young and we're doing our thing and you never know. And those kinds of things, those voices have quieted down quite a lot. Not to say that I'm like, well, after the first date, if you're not perfect and we're not doing it again, it's more of like the qualities I think I'm looking for are a little bit different. Um, you know what I mean? Um, I also am very aware of what is good for me and what is not good for me and what kind of relationship dynamics are good and not good for me and the healthy and unhealthy. Um, so yeah, all, I use all of that information when I go into a, a dating situation. And that sounds so clinical and stale, you know, like I'm a therapist, but no, it actually um, helps me to relax more, have more fun because it's like, there's no guessing games. I know kind of what I'm looking for. I know what I want. And so now I can sit with this other person, just enjoy them for who they are. You know, there's right. no judgment or nothing. It's just, it's freedom. I think that's such a, a great insight that you just tapped in on. And, you know, I think in order to walk out the present with clarity, I mm-hmm. have to know where I'm headed. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just wandering aimlessly. Totally. So whether it's I want to train for a triathlon, then from that future vision of what I want, and I'm really clear about that, then I know, okay, how do I unpack my daily workouts? What do I mm-hmm. feed my body? Right. How do I set myself up for success? And I've wondered 
if one of the reasons why so many of us are single because we're not really taking that time to really clearly identify Mm -hmm. what do I want? What is it that God is inviting me into? What are healthy relational patterns for me? What is, what are deal breakers? What are preferences? Like what's even what you said, like what's knowing what's good for you and what's not good for you. I think for whatever reason with dating, we can lack so much intention and it's just so baffling to me because every other area of our life, we're like, oh, so you want to pursue a career in acting? All right, here's how you do that and be intentional about it and move to LA and get representation or however that looks. Right. Oh, you want to climb the corporate ladder? Here are the things you have to do. But then with dating and relationships, we're like, well, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be and God will just bring that person into yeah. my life yeah. and you know, what I'm just going to live my life and I I understand that tension of I truly do believe, Matt, if God has a man for me, I cannot mess that up. And he will bring that person in my life. And I also believe that I create space in my life for the things that matter to me. So just as I'm intentional about my career, how can I also be just as intentional about my love life as opposed to like, well, whatever happens and you know, I don't want to take control or manipulate God or I just, I don't understand that, but I just think that that's super prevalent, um, especially in faith circles. Oh yeah. I think, I think it's yes. And you know what I mean? Cause people are always like, well, do I pursue a wife or do I just wait on the couch? And I'm like, I didn't trust God. It's like, well, I don't think it's either or. I think it's both. I think uh, there's a way we can be intentional and being put ourselves out there. Um, Maybe take a few steps to pursue, uh, whether you're online or asking for setups or just putting yourself in spaces where there are are Christian singles. Um, But I also think there's a place of surrender where we can say, God, I'm going to put myself out there, but I surrender to your your, um, divinity. And I know you will provide for me so I can relax and rest in that. I don't feel like I have to control or manipulate to, to get what I want. And that goes with anything, right? Like you said, a job, pursuing a, you know, um, uh, you know, buying a new car or looking for an apartment or whatever it is. Uh, there's a sense of uh, pursuit um, and also surrender. So I think it, I think it goes with both. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So if you could kind of narrow down, what are the top things that you're looking for? Like you said, you kind of know, here's some relationship dynamics that I want and don't want. Here's what's good for me. Here's what's healthy. What are, what would be like three of those things for you? Mm, that's a really good question. Uh, those are always so fun for me because they've, they've changed so much too. Yeah. Um, over, you know, over lots of time and lots of trial and error and, um, it's been, it's been really fun. Um, I think one of the things, um, that I'm really stoked on is I'm a pretty positive person. And mm-hmm. so one of the things I kind of look for and really works well with me is another generally positive person. I've dated some women who have been, um, just have a general, like little less positivity. Um, not necessarily like angry or anything, but you know, 
have a little less joy, a little less positivity. And I think because um, my emotions can vacillate a little bit that when in relationship with them, if they're not having a great day, sometimes I'm not having a great day. Mm. So what I notice is like, because I'm a fairly positive person when I've dated someone who's also just fairly positive and stable in that area, uh, I thrive much better. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things that's like kind of a silly thing. Um, but I know that about my personality and I try to mm-hmm. just accept that and roll with it. Another thing is, and this is an obvious thing, so I didn't start with that one, but is um, a similar faith and worldview. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> for me, I've dated all sorts of different faiths and no faith to Jewish faith to uh, agnostic faith. And I think what I found is that um, when it comes down to the really important stuff, um, deeper issues, uh, intimacy, vulnerability, uh, there's a lack of connection if you're not centered in the same place, hmm. um, where I just have had trouble connecting. I mean, I'll never forget being in a relationship with a girl who didn't feel the same way I did about faith. And I would come home for an event, a church event, a ministry opportunity, a service, and it'd be so on fire. And I'd share those things with her. And it was like talking to a, bl- a blank screen. Uh, she just she was there to support, but didn't mm-hmm. understand, and so we didn't connect on the thing that I wanted to connect most on. Do you know what I mean? And that was mm-hmm. that's, that's really tough. That's yeah. really, really tough. Um, so I, I realized that that's really important. Also, if you guys, um, at least one of my, I feel like my purpose is to build and pursue things that are going to last into eternity. So if your spouse isn't really thinking about the afterlife then, you know, it affects the decisions you guys are making together as a couple. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, The bigger decisions where you live, the jobs you pursue, the ministry you do, how you raise your children, finances, all those things. um, I'm always looking to the eternal. And uh, if your spouse isn't also looking for the eternal uh, consequences of your decisions, then you guys might have some, uh, you know, a lot of conflict. Um, So that's another big thing. Um, another thing is I'm very outgoing. I'm very extroverted. So I've dated some introverts, lovely, lovely introverts, the best introverts, but I have trouble in social settings because I think, um, we will pursue different things. So, uh, she might be a little bit more of a wallflower and I'll be, uh, the the butterfly, you know, flying Mm -hmm. around and maybe she'll feel less comfortable and want to kind of be by my side. And for me, a little bit in social settings, like I need to be released into the wild you know, <laughs> or I can kind of fly around and talk with people. I'm very much the host, right? So my, my Enneagram is two with a wing three. So I'm literally a host. I'm the guy who wants to go around and say hi to everyone and spend a moment with them connecting and, and being around and serving people and doing this thing. And so I found the best relationships for me are the ones that either the, the woman is doing it with me or she's totally um, independent and totally fine being on her own, doing her own thing in those kinds of settings. Not that we're completely separate, but, um, and then she's able to handle herself in social situations with style and grace, you know, a little bit of style, a little bit of grace. Um, yeah, it's really, that one's kind of a fun one. Um, yeah. Other than that, like, uh, like little preferences, I guess would be like, I have a fairly active lifestyle. So um, I do a lot of, uh, I box, I run, I lift weights. Um, I love eating well, love um, nutrition is a hobby of mine. Um, and so someone who would kind of enter in that with me, uh, I think it would be tough if um, they weren't into any kind of form of physical activity and kind of eat whatever. I think we'd, we'd have trouble when we're going out and stuff. And 
I think I just get basically too tempted. So if she wanted an ice cream sundae after dinner every, every night, I'd just be like, okay, well, I'm going to eat the ice cream sundae because it's right there. Uh, but maybe if I could find someone who, you know, maybe shared some of those values with me, uh, I think it would be super fun. I've always wanted to run a Spartan race with, uh, with a girlfriend. I think that would just be uh, so much fun. You know what I mean? This Spartan race, you can, you can interchange that with anything. But Yeah. Uh, it's, you know what I mean? Like, like conquering a physical challenge mm-hmm. uh, with someone you love and your best friend. All right. Over the last few weeks, we've been diving into some pretty real conversations about dating and singleness and what it is to be a single person in today's culture. And I don't know about you, but it can be tough to navigate sometimes. And you might not feel comfortable DMing me or commenting on an Instagram post your questions about dating, singleness, or your specific situation that you're going through right now with someone online or a person you're dating. So because of that, I created a private Facebook group just for my single ladies out there. It's bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash T-R-W dash single ladies for all my single ladies who want to walk through this season of singleness and dating with intentionality, who want to have other women who are going through a similar season of their lives. I have over a thousand women in this group who are active on a weekly and daily basis, asking questions, supporting one another, encouraging each other through whatever dating dynamics they're going through. Also, I join the group every single week to offer coaching and dating advice just for you, personalized to answer your specific questions. So join us if you are a single lady, bit.ly slash TRW dash single ladies. And I would love to invite you into our private community for single ladies. But in that, having seen relationships unfold and me kind of getting to a point where I believe now love isn't enough. Like you can't just have love. There has to be more. Um, and I think a huge part of that is, um, sharing a similar worldview and faith. Um, but even just how do we like to spend our free time? What are our priorities? What do we value? What do we like to spend money on? What what does rest look like? And I think I Ooh, hid from myself and others for a long time that being physically active was a priority to me because it felt vain. And I was like, I can't, why am I going to judge someone if they don't want to work out? And then I have some friends and mentors in my life who are nearing retirement and their kids, they're like empty nesters now. And they literally have nothing in common with their spouse because they don't like the same things. They don't like doing the same things. One will be like, I totally want to live at the beach. And the other is like, I can't stand being outside. And so it's something that I'm still trying to work out, but I, I realized, no, actually like I've been an athlete my whole life. I was on scholarship in college. I am the person like Mm -hmm. I need recess. Like, let me go outside and play and get out my pent up energy. I, I want to sweat every day. Like that's just how God wired me. And so to have someone now, am I going to say this person has to love yoga? Like I love yoga? No, but like, 
can we meet right. in the middle? No, and of course. Do we like to go hiking or we can go like, I love boxing, like do a boxing class or whatever, like whatever that sure. is. Um, I just felt like for a really long time that was vain. And now I'm seeing more and more like you need to be able to play with your partner and enjoy similar activities. Yeah. yeah Cause I know I mean, like if you're a person who likes to binge watch like 10 TV shows in a row, like I think that's great. Like I'm really bad at rest. So I'm trying to learn how to do that. Um, maybe on a sick day, maybe if I even take a sick day. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like on a Saturday, if you're like, I want to catch up on the last two seasons of game of Thrones. And I'm like, well, I'm going for, you know, a five mile run on the beach. You know what I mean? It, it would be tough and, and maybe not even in the dating phase, but when the daily life of family comes into play, I think that's where it really, mm-hmm. you know, rear its head of, of what your guys' priorities are when you have children and you have so little rest and you guys are trying to, you know, mm-hmm. you have so little time together. And if you guys can rest and recreate in the same way, I think you guys really have a lot better mm-hmm. chance at staying connected. Yeah. You know what I mean? During those, those tough moments when you're buried <laughs> in diapers and bills. Um, I'm ready for those divers and bills, baby. I know. So let me ask you this. Why do you think you haven't found that relationship yet? That's such a good question. I'm glad you asked that. I've been thinking about this a lot and I think I was in the boat of, you know, everyone sucks. (laughs) This is LA, you know, I'm so, you know, I'm this great guy in the sea of just (laughs) terrible people. Everyone's superficial and you guys, you know, nobody wants to like, everyone's not committal and nobody wants family and blah, 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 blah. I played that pity party mm-hmm. for a long time. And I'm really, I'm, I'm, I really look at that time and I go, wow. I really did myself a disservice. And through lots of learning, training and therapy, which I'm a huge fan of, by the way, I realized that, you know what? I think singleness has, we have a lot mm-hmm. to do with our singleness. Probably the most to do with our singleness. I would venture to say we have everything to do with our singleness. I don't care where you live, what generation you're in, how old you are, all that stuff. You can make excuses till you're blue in the face of why you're single, but I really do think it comes down to us. Um, Part of that is God's timing. So I won't discount that, but I think the way we talk about it is I look at people and they're like, well, you know, like no one, you know, I haven't met any good guys or, you know, I, you know, I'm, uh, or girls or whatever it is. Uh, I'm, you know, and I, I live in LA mm-hmm. and it's so hard out here. Cause you know, everyone just wants to play around and have fun. And I look at it and I look at the way they approach it and I go, well, first of all, I've seen some of the people go out there, lovely people. You're being extremely picky with expectations that no one mm-hmm. can fulfill Two. Um, did you know that you have like a really tough time, like when it comes to, you know, women in your life or men in your life, or you have a really tough relationship with your dad or your mom, or you might want to look at that. My three is a lot of people are just scared to death of marriage or they don't Mm want to give up the singleness or whatever it is. So I think if we really took a look at ourselves, the the people are listening to this and saying, Mm -hmm. I'm single. It's not fair. Take a really good long look at yourself and see how you might be contributing to your own singleness before putting it on society or culture or uh, the location of where you live or 
you know, your age or your circumstances. You know what I'm yes. saying? Do you agree with that? Yes, do you, do you I mean, have any I'm just taking that? notes I mean, while you're writing you because I think that's so yeah. powerful. I think, um, you know, if I walk into a room and I say there, if, if my attitude is there are no good guys here and, or guys only yeah. view me as the friend, well, then I create that reality. Yeah. And w- without that being like woo woo or new agey or weird, the reality is if I sure. am in a crappy mood and I walk outside, I'm like, ah, today's going to suck. Mm-hmm. And ugh, like, I hate New York. Well, that attitude is going to continue. And then whatever happens becomes ammunition for my cause. And so really what's underneath that and how I think it is biblical is that God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And Jesus came that I could have an abundant life, a free life, a life connected to him, myself, and others. And I think it's super important, like you're saying, to pause and say, okay, what 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 am I really saying here? And am I agreeing with wholeness or fear? Because when I walk into a room and say stuff, oh, there's, you know, poor me. Um, I I hear all the time from girls, well, but you live in New York City. I live in the Midwest. I live in a small town. There are no guys. And I just think that that's not a helpful conversation and it's not serving you. It's not serving your circumstances. And it's definitely not honoring to like, perhaps the one or two guys that are there and are like, Hey, what about me? And so I think it's super important to identify what are those narratives, whether it's, I live in LA and people are superficial here. Well, okay. If that is what you think is true, then what are your, if your priorities are, I really want to be in a meaningful, committed relationship. Maybe you move. Or maybe you change your mindset because I think that there are amazing people wherever you go. Um, And it just, I think we allow ourselves to stay stuck in a victim mentality, whether it's, well, I'm just a stressed out person or I'm so busy. Like we're slaves to busyness. We're slaves to social media. We're like, we're a victim to our relationship status. And I'm just like, I call BS on the whole thing because... God came to set me free. 100%. And that doesn't mean that life isn't hard and shit isn't going to hit the fan. Um, and that there isn't right. real disappointment and discouragement at different times in my life. But I just think that we have a lot more power and authority as we co-create and collaborate with God in, in our relationships. Right. So I wholeheartedly agree with right. you. And I think that, um, even what you said is when you said like, we have everything to do with our singleness. And it's again, what you said, it's a both and it's a yes. And God is in control. God's going to do what God is going to do. Yet God also works through our movement. And we also see all throughout the Bible that God is moved by the prayers of his people. So I think that there's a lot that we can do to collaborate with God and be honest and bold and specific in our prayers and then also seek wholeness. And um, so I Mm. definitely agree with what you're saying. Good. Yeah, I've, I've noticed it with men. I notice it's a, it's a, in my opinion, a lack of pursuit. You're actually not asking anybody out, expecting God to just drop a woman into your lap. You expect the <laughs> FedEx lady to like open your door for your package and be like, oh my gosh, it's my wife. And then with women, um, I notice uh, sometimes it's an approachability factor. 
um, that, that maybe they, they're like, well, no guys are asking me out. And sometimes I go, well, you don't seem that approachable. You know, like you have something like when you go out, you're always kind of like, you know, this is a stupid scene or whatever. There's no guys here or whatever it is. And it kind of gives off a little bit of a, an approachable vibe. So I think, you know, sometimes we're just, we're, we're completely blind to the fact that we might be contributing to our singleness. We might be the single most contributing factor to our singleness, uh, as hard as that might be. Um, but yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we, we talked about that. Um, I have a question actually within that for you. Um, what are your thoughts on stepping up your game a little bit when it comes to dating? Yeah. Uh, let me be specific. There are some lovely, beautiful, wonderful people on this planet who are so ready to be a mom and a husband and a father and uh, a wife that they almost put off a mom or dad vibe from the beginning in the way they look and the way they dress and the way they talk and the way they act. I'm guilty of this. And this is why I'm asking. Um, what would your advice be to someone who says, should I do my hair up a little bit, put on some lipstick, wear a leather jacket, or should I just hundred percent be myself? Mom, Bob, uh, cardigan sweater, uh, you know, flats. Well, when I don't I go know out. what moms like, you are hanging out you know what with. I'm saying? Some of my girlfriends are well, hot hey, moms. Hey. So and I, I know my best friend is <laughs> going to be listening to this and she's going to be like, what? <laughs> what? I know. I do. I, but you know what I'm saying? Because like I've had this conversation with men. I mean, it's in Crazy yes. Stupid Love and Ryan Gosling's talking to Steve Carell. He throws his dad's yes. shoes over the banister. Be it's like, do we need to fully be ourselves? Right. Well, well, do we need to be fully ourselves? Is that's who, if that's who we are, we wear white new balances. Should we take that into our dating life? Or is it possible to maybe spice us up a little bit and give us a little bit of sexiness when pursuing? Them? Yeah, I would. There, I, so I think that's such a great question. And I think there's a lot of layers and nuance here because I think sure. underneath a lot of that, and this is what I experience a lot with Christian women is a deep insecurity and disconnection from her sexuality and desire. And so I think, and then you put in body image and body shame and this weird modesty culture that's within the church and all this pressure that's been put on women over the years that I think is really wrong that, okay, it's up to you as women to hold this struggle that men have with lust. It's your, it's your responsibility as a woman. So then I, I see so many Christian women that are shut down to their sexuality because they think it's dirty, wrong, or gross. Um, and then, insecure about their bodies. And so hiding their bodies, hiding behind baggy clothes. And I say all of this, Matt, because this was me for a really, really long time. And so, you know, we can say, well, I'm just being me. Um, I don't like makeup and I just want to put my hair back. I mean, my hair is back in a low bun right now. And I've, I'm, I refer to my style as tomboy chic. I'm wearing basically a tennis skirt and sneakers Uh right now. (laughs) Um, So in that, do I think that we should show up as our best selves? 
And I say yes. And that doesn't stop when you get the guy. I think that continues into marriage. And that really is less about the other person and about a conversation with myself of, do I love myself? Mm. Do I think I'm worthy? Mm. Is, Is it okay, can I give myself permission to be and feel sexy, um, regardless of my relationship status? And I think the answer to all of that is yes. Um, And I think as single people, the best thing that I can do for myself and for my future spouse is be the best version of myself. And I think that includes spiritual growth, emotional growth, financial freedom, and also how I take care of my body. Um, So no, maybe I'm like, I don't have a six pack right now. Um, And I don't know if I ever will. Um, But but I love honoring my body by working out. And I... I love French fries, but I also love eating healthy. And so, yeah, I'd say, yeah, be yourself. But are you really being yourself? Do you feel shut down to yourself? Do you feel insecure showing your body? And I don't mean being um, like an expose walking around with your butt hanging out of a skirt. But um, I think especially in Christian culture, I, I think one of the biggest thing I see in women is this disconnection from her sexuality. And so we're just clomping around in oversized t-shirts and like walking around like boys. And we're like, why doesn't he ask me out? Well, you are acting asexual. <laughs> he has nothing to grab. He has nothing to hang his hat on. Um, well, I always like to remind people, it's like, I know you want babies, but you have to actually go through the process of mm-hmm. making a baby and finding someone who wants mm-hmm. to make a baby with you. You know what I mean? And and in two instances, uh, specifically with a guy and a girl, I played a little bit of hitch and kind of took them over, you know, got them a makeover and did the same because they were wondering, it's like, why am I having so much trouble? It's like, well, let's, let's, let's try this. And, and, and you know what happened is when they went out in kind of, you know, better fitting clothing, maybe a little bit of makeup, a little some of the hair, the guy, you know, I gave him like, you know, like stand up straight, man, put your chin up a little bit. There you go. And they actually both reported back after going out feeling like that, they felt more like themselves Mm -hmm. than they did before. And I go, isn't that interesting that actually when you wear something or act a certain way that makes you feel more confident then you Mm -hmm. actually feel more like yourself because you're right. It's Mm -hmm. the shame. That's not you. The shame of like what you look like and all that stuff. That's not, that's not of God. It's when you're confident and bold and feeling really good about yourself. That's you. That's truly you. And that will come out. And that's really, and I think I, I quote this often from perks of being a wallflower. We accept the love we think we deserve. So I, one of the things I coach single women on is how do, how do I embrace my sexuality now when I'm not having sex? And I think that all of that kind of boils down to is, am I worthy of love? Am I worthy of cherishing my body? Am I worthy of having nice, panties and bras like is like I think that doesn't just have to be for another person so I think I boundaries 101 is we teach people how to treat us and I think 
you know, I step out of the house and I am sending a message by the way I walk, by the way I carry myself, by the clothes I am wearing, by how am I walking with my head down? Or am I walking with my head up? And mm-hmm. I think that so much of that, if I don't want to date myself, how would I expect another person to want to date me? If I don't love myself, I really can't receive love from another person. And if I don't feel sexy in my own skin, another person isn't going to make me feel sexy in my own skin. So I think so much of this goes back to even what we were just talking about a few minutes ago. um, We have everything to do with our singleness. like, And I can't put on someone else the work that is mine to do. Totally. Oh gosh, that's so good. Just the way you, way, way you put that, because I've heard so many people and it breaks my heart every time saying, well, you know, mm-hmm. someone will love me, you know? And it's like, I just want to be yeah. like, you got to look in the mirror right. first, you know? And, 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 it's, and, it's, and, and that is heartbreaking to hear people say that because I'm like, man, you're expecting some random unicorn of a human to come out of the woodwork and just love you just the way you are. If you can't even, you know, muster up any kind of confidence on your own or even from God's promises. Don't even rely on yourself, rely on God's promises, what he says about you. And that's enough. Then, then you're going to have a real tough time, you know, because you're going to have to find that security in yourself and through God at one point or another. Uh, And that's Mm going to happen in marriage real quick. When you're like trying to get some affirmation from your spouse and they ain't giving you nothing. And you're like, Oh man, Mm -hmm. this person doesn't love me the way I need them to love me right now. It's like, well, Maybe that's because that's right. that's not their purpose in your life. It's not love you. Right. you know, be your only source of love. You need to find some. Stuff. And so, I yeah, wonder too is is what you're talking about is that really love that full acceptance we want we want someone externally to validate something in us that isn't theirs to validate. And I just think actually mm. real love is someone that's willing to look you in the face and say, "I see more for you." Yeah, I accept you. I love you. I I am for no. you. I'm your biggest no. cheerleader as your spouse and partner, but you're better than that. Like at least that's what I want. Like the last thing I want is a yes man. I want someone who sees mm. my heart and sees where I'm headed and is willing to say hard things. Like to me I'm like that's love. And we're if if we're looking for someone just to be accept our crap like well i don't want to be in that relationship <laughs> no i'm i'm with you 100 that's hard to find people who are willing to challenge you or at least challenge you yeah, in, a, for sure. in a good way <laughs> right, just criticizing right. <laughs> but actually like coming at you and being like i'm saying this because i actually love you mm-hmm. and i see so much potential in you have you thought about you know wearing jeans that fit you i had someone tell me that i was like yeah uh <laughs> that's great and I think that goes to like, you know, the wise man uh, can accept discipline, man, uh, you know, or reproach or um, uh, rebuke or, mm-hmm. or reprove or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But like some advice, you know, it's like being able to take it and not be mm-hmm. like defensive or insecure about it, but be like, wow, this person actually cares about me enough to tell me because I know that's what God does. I mean, he, he, he cares about us enough to, to steer us in the right direction mm-hmm. and help us out. With our so good. So. Oh my gosh, Matt, we are basically running out of time here. Um, <laughs> I know we've only covered I like know. three things. <laughs> I know, but alas, I have a meeting with my accountant um, because no, um, one of my things, so talking about the vision of where we're headed and what we want, 
uh, one of the things I felt convicted of a couple years ago is I felt like I wasn't being great with my money because I had this like underlying subconscious thought that, oh, I'll just marry someone who is super great with their finances or someone that has a trust fund or is a millionaire. So then it... That's a great... That's a great so dating then I don't plan. need awesome. to have been like super great. And I just felt so convicted by that a few years ago and felt like I actually, I want to walk into marriage with financial freedom, with savings, like with my, like having financial planning. So that, that's why I have an accountant. I put my big girl pants on and now have someone that really helps me project with my business and um yeah future future planning because i think i i always thought like oh i'll probably just marry someone and then i'll just work for the fun of it and that's humbling to admit <laughs> 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 I think that's awesome. I could just imagine you wandering around Wall Street, just like, you know, oh, yeah. in your tennis skirt, just wandering around and looking, you know, for dudes totally. who are just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah really but I nice say Gucci that suits. as humbling that's as great. it is, because I think a lot of girls do that. That's a, well, like I just, sure. I'm going to get married and be a stay at home mom. And that's what a lot of, that's what I always mm. thought I would be. And I still would love to be that if that can happen. But I've had so many friends get married where, you know, I've realized that's more like there might be different seasons where he's the breadwinner or you're yeah. the breadwinner or you're both chipping in or like he might, you might support him while he's at going to school or chasing his dreams and vice versa. Um, right. So that's a little right. side tangent. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a good tangent. Would you please report back to everything yes, you've learned. Well, I would love to I'm, hear. I think if you run your own that's business, awesome. one of the best things you can do is get an accountant ASAP. So, um, bam. Okay. For all listeners. Okay, so Matt, before we hop off, if there... Okay, do you have any final thoughts? Any final advice? Any final questions? Mm, Yeah, I guess my last question, like, and we can just run over briefly. I hear about all these stories about men continuing to pursue a woman after she's rejected him, and then it ends up in marriage. And that has always been so, oh gosh, Kat, I've met so many people who either the girl was like, oh yeah, I thought he was, he was so weird at first. And like, he was like asking me on, I was like, no. And then after some time, um, one of my closest friends, he was like, oh yeah, like I was working with this girl and I just had the biggest crush on her and I like kept asking her and she kept saying no. Okay. And now we're married. It's like, so do you, but for me, like in my travels, I'm like, oh, well, when a girl says, no, she's not interested, you take that as a sign mm-hmm. that she's not mm-hmm. interested and you move on. So what's your thoughts on that? Is there some, you know, um, merit to continuing to hold out in faith that someone will come around? Or do you think it's safe to just be like, she said, um, no, I'm out. I think that there's nuance to that conversation. And even back to the question that I've been asking all the guys, does attraction is attraction is physical attraction needed up front or does that grow over time? What I think for women is it can definitely grow over time. And, um, 
I think you have to use wisdom and discernment. There's definitely those stories. I know so many people that are married to men that they're like, I know, I never would have like given him, given him a second look. Like he's not necessarily my type physically, even though now they're very sexually and physically attracted to them. But maybe it wasn't like that in the beginning. Um, and I say, I mean. Yeah, it's a good one. I just, I don't think that there's a black and white answer. (laughs) I mean, I think if a girl's like, I mean, I have definitely been in situations with guys that um, I was friends with for a really long time and felt like this dude is the guy that I'm supposed to be with and I'm going to fight for this. And oh oh, man, and I just, I laid it out there multiple times for this one guy that was in my life for a long time. And Finally, he's like, I already told you, (laughs) I am not interested. (laughs) And I was like, but if we never give it a try, we'll regret it. And, you know, everyone thinks we should be together. And I felt like I was like fighting for us, you know, and he was like, listen, I'm not there. And so finally I asked him, is that ever going to change for you? And he said, no. And so I said, okay, I'm going to take you at your word. Like, um, I'm moving on. Um, and so I think that's what I did. I moved on, um, honest. And then, but then there's always, I always say Ross and Rachel from friends. Like if you have a single guy and a single girl, it's never fully off the table because something could happen. Like God could do something, awaken your heart for that person. But if they've told you multiple times, listen, I'm not interested. And I'm the masochist. That's like, I need to hear it from your mouth if you're never going to be interested. (laughs) Um, Right, right, right. Cool. And then I just want to say one other thing that I was hoping to to squeeze in there, but um, I'll just say it now. To all the listeners, anyone who's, who's hearing us speak, I think our hearts are probably aligned on this that um, just try not to make, um, your purpose in life, your pursuit of a relationship, because that's what me and I'm sure you cat can agree is that there's so much fulfillment and joy and purpose and meaning in a relationship with God, our pursuit in loving and serving others. And regardless if we're married or single, that purpose and that pursuit and that, um, greater purpose and the, the, the higher the connection to our higher power is, is mm-hmm. so fulfilling and so rewarding. And, yeah. um, and that doesn't change regardless if you're single or married. And I think once you do that, what I've found is if you're really pursuing that purpose of the relationship with Christ and serving and loving others, that it, it lessens the, um, the need mm-hmm. to be in a relationship and then it'll make dating a lot more fun. It'll make, um, marriage a lot more exciting, all those things, instead of having the pressure of, Oh my gosh, I have to be in a relationship. Oh my gosh, I have to, mm-hmm. I have to, have children yeah. and all that stuff. So I just, that's only from my experience. Yeah, no, you can agree or, or disagree, but I just, what I've found in almost 40, I feel like the more I pursue Christ, the more I pursue, uh, loving others, um, and, you know, um, pursuing things that last into eternity, the more I feel like myself, the more I feel confident and the more I feel okay mm. being in my skin. And so yeah. anyway, just wanted to pass that I along. That's great. As a final I, I love that. Yeah. And it's, great a great space to stop and pause um so thank you so much matt for sharing your heart and your wisdom and being so honest about your own story and where you're at and what you're looking for and 
um, I'm just really grateful. I'm grateful you had me on and that uh, you would allow me to, to speak with you and, and, you know, speak life into your, into your listeners. So thank you. Yeah. And if people wanted to follow along with what you're up to, what would be the best way to do that? Uh, you can just follow me on Instagram. It's just really easy. It's my name, Matt Jones, six, M-A-T-T-J-O-N-E-S. The number six um, is my handle. And I got some, all, all the things I'm into, all the things that I'm doing, um, things I'm pursuing. So yeah, you can follow if you want. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Matt. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, Kat. Okay. Bye. I know navigating singleness and dating can be a struggle fest. And I know that a lot of times it can feel like there are not a lot of single godly men out there, but I hope that by you hearing and listening to Matt Jones Hearts today, that you are encouraged to know that there are incredible men out there who want to be in a relationship who are actively pursuing that. So Matt Jones, thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you so much for your heart. Now, Next week on the That's What He Said series, we have Matt Dooley. He runs the Dooley Collective. And you might recognize his last name. And yes, he is married to author Jordan Lee Dooley. If you haven't checked out her book, Own Your Every Day, Overcome the Pressure to Prove and Show Up for What You Were Made to Do, hop on over to Amazon to snag your copy today. Now, I ask Matt some flirting 101 questions and specifically, do guys know when you like them? Because how often do you think you're putting yourself out there and you are being so obvious and you hear crickets from the guy? Well, Matt Dooley has some really great insight. So stay tuned next week for my conversation with Matt Dooley. Make sure you're subscribed to the Refined Collective podcast on iTunes so that When next week's episode drops, it'll download straight to your device. You can go ahead and join me over on Instagram at The Refined Woman. And I would love to know your thoughts on this episode, if anything stood out. And if you have any lingering questions, bring them to me. I'd love to hear it. All right. Bye for now.